these French and Portuguese players are just European. Oh, sh the mic's on. Good evening and welcome to episode 96 of Horde of Notions. I'm your host, Chris. With me tonight, the two regular hosts. First of all, it's Will. You know the most Shazam song in the U.S. is Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran? I did not like, know what I care. I don't even know what that song is, so Travis, I'm holding you entirely responsible. For I was going to say, I've never heard of such this said song. What hey, Travis. Did, uh, did the tide roll out? Oh, it's because your team lost, and it's funny. <laughs> I know what you guys are talking about. I've been, you know, suffering from complete amnesia for like the last month. <laughs> How about them sports teams? Handball and stuff, right, Chris? Handbag. Yay, team. The Nine Mets are my favorite squadron. <laughs> oh, just go back. Yay! Just go back to curling. <laughs> curling? Dude, how can you not like a sport that gives you an excuse to throw rocks at houses? Exactly. You can so age, we're here. You're, you're a bad lot. Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. We're horrible human beings. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. I, I think one, uh, one Mr. Ben Stark got in trouble for, uh, you know, comments towards an entire uh, group of people. So let's keep the insulting strictly to just Chris and Travis. I, mean, I guess that's right. Can Canadians are only half French. I can't hit you entirely. <laughs> your geography is almost as bad as the rest of your countries if you think that Quebec is half of Canada. It's half of the part that counts. So magic cards? Magic cards! Magic cards! So Fate Reforged is coming out. Pre-releases this weekend. And I figured we should just, you know, talk about some cards and stuff. I agree. So I think we should just spend this uh, this episode talking about the good cards of the uh, of the set. Uh, so I think that means, Chris, it's your random moment of geekery now. <laughs> so are you saying then that you don't think there are any good cards in this set? Well, uh, no, there are there are certainly good cards in this set. Uh, they're probably just hidden underneath all the bad cards. There are some very, very questionable cards. There are I think, cards that make you go, hmm. Isn't that a song by, like, salt and Pepper or somebody else? No, Things That Make You Go Home was CNC Music Factory? That is right. Jeez, we're old, Travis. Yeah, you guys are old. I don't understand the words you just used. No, you probably don't understand other words, like <laughs> vagina. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He knows the word, he just doesn't know what it looks like. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. We have proof, Travis. Uh, we have yeah. to <laughs> We do. Achievement unlocked. Oh, God. So, Ugin the Spirit Dragon is a thing. Yes. He is. He's a big planeswalker. He is very big. Eight mana. Colorless, of course. I'm sure you've all seen the card by now. Uh, first stop for this, I think, has got to be whether or not we believe it's going into any Tron decks, either red, green, or, or blue Tron. What do you think, Well. I, I like I, I totally see it. I mean, the thing is that people people were comparing him to Karn, right, and saying that oh well, like Karn's only seven mana, so you can cast it off of Tronland, which is true. I'm not going to argue that point. However, one of the main cards that's played in that deck is Oblivion Stone, which if you play it the same, if you activate it the same turn you play it, is also eight mana and cannot be cast off of Tron. So I not to sorry, go ahead. Not to mention, right. Yes, Khan can be played on turn three off of natural perfect Tron. Uh, Ugin is only a turn behind. Like turn four Ugin is no worse than a turn four Khan, right? Like that. And the other thing that he has a slight advantage of Khan is, whereas Khan can only exile one uh, permanent. Yeah. Admittedly, it can be uh, lands. Uh, Ugin, on the other hand, can just like exile all your opponent's relative uh, relevant permanents. I mean, if you're playing against Blue Red Delver. You can literally do a minus zero and wipe their board. 
I just say it's generally, generally I'd probably say minus two. Well, minus two will get Pyromancer, but say the Pyromancer is already dead somehow, or they don't have one, they just have two flip Delvers. I would still rather have a turn three Karn than a turn four Ugin. Well, so, like, and I think I agree with Chris on this. The thing with Ugin is people are saying, oh, well, like, he's not going to replace Karn in that slot, but I don't think you want to replace Karn in that slot. That said, like, you can replace some amounts of Oblivion Stones in that spot. I mean, I haven't played uh, Red Green Toronto Modern for a while, so I'm not 100% sure on exactly how many Oblivion Stones they were running, but, I mean, honestly, if you were to say, like, split it up or whatnot there, I... Uh, and even then, you can just play, say, more Ugins than uh, than Oblivion Stones. See, the what was didn't Neutron make top eight last weekend? Uh, you would know better than I, I was. I was I watching the tops like the last couple rounds, and I saw it. I thought it made top eight, but it was using all his dust, and I like that better because you can play it on turn three off natural off for natural Tron, which you can't do that with Oblivion Stone or Ugin. Correct, but Oblivion Stone cannot win you the game, neither can all his dust. Once Ugin wipes the board, I'd just like to remind you that his plus two is a win condition on its own. On a long enough timeline, yes. Right, but how if long you can't do get you rid, If you can't get rid of him in the, in the time it would take you to kill that, you're probably not going to be winning anyway. Alright, what spells in, in Modern because we're talking about modern right now, remove Planeswalkers. Maelstrom Nobody's Pulse. playing Dreadbore or Downfall. Maelstrom Pulse. Maelstrom Pulse is a real card, yes. Um, so, I, I, think the, I, think the I think the achievement unlocked with Ugin has to be Ultimate Ugin and put Nicol Bolas Planeswalker into play. I would agree with that, yep. yep. That <laughs> seems like a reasonable... <laughs> I, I reasonable think from a flavor right. standpoint, it makes zero amounts of sense. But at the same time, from a flavor standpoint, it's, oh, there was a red green Tron in top eight. And it was playing, uh, four, no, two All is Dust. Really? Oh. All is Dust and Ugin have a similar ability in that no matter uh, how much you actually, do it for, you're never going to blow up your worm coils. Man, this guy really loves uh, destroying stuff. He had two All of Dust and four Oblivion Stones. So. Wow. This guy was all in on destroying everything at all times. And that about be why he made top eight. He said, screw it, kill them all. Yes, everything died. I'm pretty sure that, like, the all his dust will just be straight replaced by Ugin when he comes out. Well, let me ask you this. Is there a place for Ugin in Standard? Yes. I think so. So... I mean, it, Ignoring the shenanigans with things like Manifest and Skybind, which I'm totally going to try, whether it's good or not. Of course you will. Uh, I think there's a control deck that can just use him as, as one of the finishers. A couple of friends of mine, we were talking about just a colorless control deck that runs like Scuttling Doom Engine and or Soul of New Phyrexia, uh, Perilous Vault, maybe. Just gains stupid amounts of life off... Um, Tomb of the Spirit Dragon. And Ugin seems like a perfectly acceptable top end for that. I can see him in maybe one of the green, the green Nykthos ramp decks at the top that end. That too, yeah. The only problem I have with that is that he doesn't draw you cards, and that's what that deck really wants at the top end, something that's going to refill its hand. I mean, like, uh, honestly, I just saw him kind of going into the, uh, the Abzan decks uh, as a like as a sideboard card. Would you rather run that than uh, Apex Predator? Yeah. Um, I mean, so, like, I, I've always kind of had a, a problem with some of the sideboard choices, right, in that deck, especially, and so recently, uh, I've been judging a whole lot more than I'm playing, and I don't know why, but regardless, I've judged, like, three PPTQs and an actual PTQ and then some other stuff. That's cute. I know, right? Uh, and there's just, like, there's this green deck mirror matches that just go on and on and on, and they seem to be playing Doomblast in the sideboard, which is bizarre to me, because I just feel like playing in Derek's Wake is just kind of superior. Yes, because I agree completely. You can just cast it and then just be like, oh, look, I won, which is, you know, tons of fun. And, I, and it's easier to cast. 
Yes, and I think uh, Ugin is certain. Like, there's certainly a place for it in that sideboard because, like, Garrick kind of breaks board stalls, but he doesn't. Now, admittedly, obviously, Ugin is um, is a not a one-sided effect. It's you know it affects both players, but at least if you have Ugin, you can kind of play around it. Whereas, like, Garrick, Garrick just kind of, I mean, he's there, but he doesn't. See, he doesn't necessarily like fight very well against. Like a Hornet Queen, right? I don't think you can play around it well. Because the the matchup is so grindy that if you're bo- if your Stallbreaker is you know decks are using Soul of Theros and Soul of Innistrad and Ashiok to um, to break stalls, if your Stallbreaker wipes the board, then you're back to the top deck mode. And if they top deck a hero's downfall Actually, the more I talk myself, the more I talk about Ugin, the less I like him. I just realized that, that if you want to kill, like, say, Garrick Apex Predator or Hornet Queen, you have to kill Ugin as well. Right. Damn it, Ugin, why can't you start at 8 loyalty? No, no, he doesn't kill... Oh, right, to go down 7. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, down yes. Seven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't think... Up. Oh, I guess, I mean, for Hornet Queen, you'd go up 2 instead to just, like, not kill Ugin, but... Ugh. Why can't you be better Ugin? I mean, I think he's fine. I just don't think he's fine in that deck. Yeah, I don't like him in standard, actually. There's no Too bad you can't manifest him. You You can can manifest him. him. Jinx, personal jinx. You can't turn back to Ugin, though. Yes, you can. Oh, yes. There are two cards currently in standard. You've clearly not heard about this deck, Travis. Okay. Tell me. Skybind, my friend. What does Skybind do? It's white, white, three for an enchantment. How do you not know what this card does? <laughs> Apparently, I don't know. This is All right, like white, white, three. Your... Oh, go ahead. For an enchantment, it has constellation. Wait, Whenever it has four, five. Whenever oh it... yeah, it's the it's the uh, mass mo- momentary blink, right? No, it's, it only blinks one target for each constellation trigger. So you manifest Ugin, and then you play a cheap enchantment, and then he comes back as Ugin. Imagine if they reprinted Ghostway. Or Restoration Angel? Ghostway would be... Yeah. Pretty sure Ghostway would be, like, just insane. Or, yeah, Restoration Angel would also be just insane. Also, um, Triad of the Fates does it, but that's even worse. Yeah, that's uh, just a little, little lot worse. I, actually, I did play Skybind in Standard recently. We'll talk about that probably uh, never. But uh, I did write an article on it, and... The card did a lot of work for me. I was very impressed with it. If you're waiting for us to be surprised that you played Skybind, uh, we're not <laughs> going to be. I think it's more surprising that I haven't played it. Yeah, it's, it's actually quite surprising that you don't know what that is. All right, let's move along. Sure. We've got a, a, at least it's only a small set, but there's a few cards in here that we should probably look at. We can do that. So we're looking at white cards now, right? Yes, we are. I think the next one we want to talk about is probably Citadel Siege. I can talk about some of those stages, but... Yes. There's a card that has bolster, which seems odd as a mechanic and kind of cool. And now we've reached Citadel Siege. There's an entire set of sieges. Yeah, and I think Citadel Siege might be one of the better ones. Uh, What do you think is the best one? Yes. Uh, It's probably this one, although the blue one has a shot. Nope, it's the blue one. It's by not, far. What? It's not the blue one? What are you talking about? The blue one by far, followed up by red. How can it be the blue one? Because it's awesome. Well, it blue is about to have... It doesn't actually draw room. you a card, though. Like, that card just annoys me. I mean, blue's generally, like, control-ish, although now, like, the blue decks that are kind of running around are, like, tokens-based, which... Right, like, but basically with the way blue is shaping want. up in this set... It not only does it, it give you filtering, whoa, but also it basically increases your mana. Spoiler alert, we haven't reached blue yet. All right, we'll wait. Citadel Siege. So it either puts cre- tokens on a creature, two counters on a creature, sorry, or <laughs> taps down one of their attackers each turn. Yes. I think the tapping down attacker's part is very appealing. So how does Pell Lake Ancient ever beat that card? Uh, what's the card that... Dragon Scale Boon. Bam. 
Plus, um, get the prowess trigger off Dragonsteel move. <laughs> it, it certainly would, yes, if that were ever but something that anybody would play. And, I mean, I'm really the, the pearly ancient decks are playing um, Merlis Merlis Merlis, which is kind of annoying. But, no, it's certainly, uh, like, uh, the, obviously, the obvious comparison is to martial law, but in this case, it does it, like, right away. The turn it comes in has an yep. effect. And you, can, you don't have to keep it the same creature each turn. Like with martial law, you can change it as well. So, I mean, that effect I don't think is as good as the counters. I mean, it depends which deck you have it in, right? Yeah. Actually, looking at this, I'm starting to question whether or not it's going to see any standard play. I don't think it is. It will see... I just, I just don't think there is a deck for it. I mean... It'll see standard play like the dragons part. For like if there's a control deck, which is actually kind of odd. I feel like the dragons one should be the ones that's like putting plus one plus one counters on stuff, and the cons one should be the one that's like hunkering down. That does make sense. The cons are the ones who know how to bolster. The dragons don't bolster. Yeah, I just kind of siege it myself. Isn't the other dragon that we'll get to not trying to spoil anything bolster stuff? Oh yeah, that's right. One of them does. Oh, but he does it ever. All right, let's move on to the one right next to him. Um, giant fan. Where does where does name the adamant? Pretty sure it's called giant fan. Dog giant fan. Yeah. The the card from unglue that let you move counters and stuff around. Oh right, yes. I thought you meant the fact that his cape is flowing out behind him suggests that there's a giant fan blowing on him. Oh, no, at least no, he farted. It would be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, looks like it smells like mace. Because he's holding a base. Terrible. Just <laughs> awful. So he's a 4-4 Vigilance for 4 who can move counters around. And he can steal them from opponent's creatures too. Yep. That he can do. So For the low, low price of 3 mana. Constructed? No. Uh, limited? All the shenanigans. Yeah, this is, this is a limited bomb. You don't think this has a constructed shot? No. It requires three okay, mana. Four mana, you're good. You should be getting, like... Siege right now. Yeah, something really, really, really stupid. Yeah, see, like, four fours for four mana, it's, like, just not good enough. Yeah, five but, fives for four mana aren't good enough anymore, apparently, unless they have some kind of ability. Yeah. Right, I mean, Deadbridge Goliath saw precisely zero play. Yeah, well, it's because it's not blood raid, blood raid Rhino power. Interesting. All right, what else have we got here? Dragon Scale General, Bolster X, where X is the number of tap creatures you can turn, you control. Hmm. Another card that lands. Works Convoke. Yeah, Convoke's a thing, yeah. I mean, Convoke for him would be actually pretty good. You obviously have uh, Lansdale's favorite card in the set, Hero's Reward. It says you gain life on it. You can play it in Murder Proc. Honor's Reward. Yes, that one. It also has... Uh, what, do you, what do you think of Light Form? Well... I think Just Guy Barricade is secretly a good card. Uh, you may return another bad creature control to its owner's hand. But it has Defender, it can't attack. I'm aware of that. But if something gets manifested that you didn't want to get manifested, you can bounce it, you can reset ETB effects. I think oh, it, no, I, it will depend on how the format shakes up. Because yeah. an 04 that can't attack in some formats is okay, in some formats it's not worth it. Even for the bounce effect. I mean, what was, it, what was it the last that we had the uh, the two two that was a white and a blue that could flash and do that too? Quick play, yeah, and it didn't see hardly any play. So it just it just depends on if you need a two drop wall if it will be played. Now, light form, I think this very if if manifest is a thing, then this will be one of the cards that makes it a thing because this card is excellent if manifest is excellent. And uh, I can't remember who it was, but I was reading one article, and somebody was pointing out that Light Form and the blue one and whatever the other ones or whatever um, are really good for devotion decks, and we have sort of let devotion go to the background, and it may be ready for a resurgence. That's one of the reasons I think the blue siege is so good. Hmm. What were you saying, Will? It makes a 2-2 with Flying and Lifelink. For three mana? Yeah. Would you play that card? No. And okay, maybe not in limited. You would all day, every day. Sure. Somebody mentioned this on a podcast. I can't remember which one it was, but uh, if you manifest a Master of Pearls, 
that's um, that's pretty good times. Uh, a little bit. Well, I don't. I like. I just. I'm not sold on manifest. They. It's such a weird ability. Well, it is, and like you have. I mean, I remember obviously the first time that morph was around, and the morph creatures were much better. And like this time around, morph. I mean, the only cards that really just you play are Ashcloud Phoenix and um, uh, the Mystic Radical one. Uh, Sagamola does too. Thank you, Joshua Lamish. It should see more play too. So it's just like I don't know. You're you're essentially paying the same amount of mana for a creature. Obviously, I realize that it can get around counter spells, and you could potentially trick your opponent. But at the same time, if you're like manifest a planes, then I mean you have a two-two flying lifelink for three mana, which is fine, but not great. And in a world where things just are fat and sit there and don't do anything, a 2-2 with flying lifelink isn't fantastic. That's a reasonable point. If you build your deck to take advantage of Manifest, though, so, as we're about to see with a card in a minute. Well, and I was just about to say, well, like, we can get to that card, because that is the card that, like, if Manifest is a thing, this is the card that puts it there. I think this and Trail of Mystery. Mastery of the Unseen is what we're talking about. Thank you, BD. Which will actually be the good finisher for control decks. Well, especially if they know that the top card is a land, when they're, it would be land number 19. They just turn it into a 2-2. Yep. Or just, like, game when they've got 12 mana and they can just wait to end of your turn and make three 2-2s regardless of what they are. And then maybe flip one of those into Pearl-like Ancient. Yeah, yeah. Although, Pearl-like Ancient can't exactly be counted anyway. Yeah, but in that case, it's almost like a free draw. I I think Trail of Mystery plus Manifest is a real thing, because everything you manifest then also puts a land into your hand. So you're never missing a land drop. Wait, everything you manifest... Oh. With Trail? Oh, if you have Trail. That's like cards that require other cards. It's like too much for my brain to handle. I just play Supreme Verdict and Sinks Revelation again. No, thank Christ. But I think Master of the Unseen, it's going to be a card that somebody like Conley will build around and make it look good, and then other people will try and copy it, and it will be terrible. One thing that isn't terrible is the one we skipped over to get to Master of the Unseen, and that's this Madu War Reaper. Yes, very good. Ah, yes, Warrior Tribal. Also, the PTQ Top 8 Playmat Arts. So... Let's let's look at this. Madu Wo Reaper, Soldier of the Pantheon, Nald Skarhide, Tormented Hero, Blood Soaked Champion. Is Tormented Hero a warrior? Yes, Soldier of the Pantheon isn't. But that's twenty one drop two power creatures. That's a lot of one like, drops. So that deck was I mean, I don't know if you guys played against any black white warriors in constructed before. Uh, Fate Reforged came out, but that deck was kind of annoying and could just kind of really go over the top, like really come out fast. The biggest problem with it, at least when I played against it and like the times that they lost, is they had to play stuff like, uh, I don't know, like a Soren, or they had to play like four drops and three drops, whereas now they can just get away with playing ones and two drops. Yep, ones and twos, and maybe Spear of Heliod. Yeah. So it's... Or even Master of Pearls, like... It, it's a three drop that yes you have to pay five to flip it but when you do you win the game. You're talking about black white warriors. Yeah. You want the four drop too. Which one? Uh, the one that uh, you, it's, it's it's basically the one Will's going to be signing off with from now on. Right. Oh, I don't think I'll brutal horde, brutal horde chief. Yep. Wow, spoiler alert, much? <laughs> oh, <laughs> shut your pie hole. A.K.A. Hellrider 2.0. Madu War- War Reaper has the added benefit of just hosing over. If you go turn one Tormented Hero on the on the draw, and they go turn two Seda Wayfinder, oh look, there's a Hornet Queen. And then you look at your hand and laugh. I was going to say something about Hornet Queen, but the card's in red, so we're going to wait till we get there. I know the one you mean, and it's ridiculous. Yes. Uh, Monastery Mentor, speaking of ridiculous. Pretty sure you mean young pyre, white young pyromancer. <laughs> you mean middle-aged pyromancer? Sure. This card is... This card is dumb. Yes, 
It's stupid. This card is dumb. Unfortunately, it dies to abrupt decay. Yes. Well, you know, I mean, so young pyromancer. This makes the the like the only problem with this card that like because I think everyone has pretty much analyzed it to death, right? The only problem with this card, and yeah, it costs one more than Young Pyromancer, no one cares about that, it's the fact that it's white. Like, it's still a very good card, but this was, say, like, a blue card or red card, this would be, like, absolutely, like, insane. Young Pyromancer yeah. would just be irrelevant. Red-white burn is going to be a deck again uh, as soon as this set comes out. Woohoo! I love playing against red-white burn. It, this is just a very gross magic card. I don't Wait, think it's even the best white card in the set. That's the scary thing. What do you think is better than it? The Grand Master? Well, Please don't well, think pressure yeah. points. No, I'm not going to say pressure points. You just, said, you just said pressure points. I'll pressure you. However, uh, let's rally around and, and get the real... One of my favorite cards in the set. Uh, rally the Ancestors. Oh, you mean the worst version of a Memorial Silvertude? Sure. Um, I think you mean the better version? Uh, pretty sure it says exile those creatures at the beginning of your next end step. And then my favorite clause on this card, exile rally the ancestors. Can someone yeah. please explain to me what broken stuff you could do with this card that it needs to be exiled? Getting back a tunnel witness? Uh, like paying four and getting back an eternal witness? Five. Plus, well, yeah, okay, but I mean X equals four. Eternal Witness and other gross stuff, and then doing it again next turn. Like the, the, what I, the reason I love this card is that it's going to win me games, because I'm going to bring back a whole bunch of Siege Rhinos and Doomwake Giants at once. But they don't have games. It doesn't matter. They wipe the opponent's board and drain them for 15. I mean, at that point, you're paying 7 to do that, right? Yeah, seven mana, but in that deck, seven mana is not a problem. Those those are grindy matchups. But if you have, I'm going to say it, if you have Skybind in play, and you go X equals five, and you get back two Doomwakes and two Siege Rhinos, the two Doomwakes trigger Skybind, you exile the Rhinos, and then you get them back. See, I'm, I'm more looking for playing this in Modern. Also, one one thing that it doesn't say is exile them if they would leave the battlefield. So if you can bring them back and sacrifice them, they stay in your graveyard. And that might be why they want you to exile rally. You know what I hate the most about all your reasoning is the fact that the stupid standard format is Dirtle Do Nothing, though that's actually a possibility. <laughs> I'd love to tell you that you're just going to get run over by a pack rat, or something like that, but no. This format is dirtles and dirtles and dirtles, and then we're stuck with this being a reality. Ugh. Hey, you know what's really good with this card? Pack rat. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't lie to me. What's really bothering you is not the fact that this is a dirtle do nothing format. It's the fact that you think I might be right. I mean, the sun does shine on dog's ass every now and then, Will. Uh, yeah, this is the guy that's still pounding Aurelius Fury. Hey, it's true, this is an X-Style. Is this like the next Aurelius Fury? Told you, I want to play it modern. What, Aurelius Fury? Rally the Ancestors. Okay, for, for what? For combo. Actually, for... you you probably should play Aurelius Fury, and you can combo it with uh, this next card. Well, hang on, hang on. I need to look a card up for a second. I mean, I'm all, I'm thinking, I mean how easy would it be to get Malira, uh, Venstra, Seer, and Kitchen Things into your yard and just return all three of them for the win? Oh, man, Risk Sweeper makes it shuffle back into your library. It doesn't put it back into your hand. Yeah. So you can't do shenanigans with Burning Tree Emissary and Wild, uh, Wild Cantor and uh, Risk Sweeper to get back Rather the ancestors. Okay, I'm all fine and well for like do nothing dural decks and standard, but modern's a little stretchy against. Until they ban treasure birds. And birthing pod and dig through time and uh, unban bloodbraid elf and unban ancestral visions. People are like yammer 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 yammer. Speaking of which, the only the ban list supposed to come out like next week. The only thing. 
I disagree with that is that Dig through time. We'll get banned. I agree with everything else you just said. Unfortunately, I think they will ban Pod this time. Yeah, me too. Man, that's going to make Travis real sad. It's almost like, you know, it's it's kind of like if Alabama were to lose. Oh, right, that happened. I don't know that. Uh, I forgot that. Oh, boy. So, so far, how low she do this year? Uh, they're the best team ever because they play in Death Valley. So thank you very much. If you get a cool name like Death Valley, come see me. Yes, Soulfire Grandmaster. Or play against Jeskai Tokens and I cast Anger of the Gods. And not only do I wipe your board, but I also gain 30 life. Soulfire Grandmaster is my actual pick for best white cards. Uh, so even if this card like doesn't pan out as something, which seems very odd, but the foils of this are going to be worth ridiculous amounts forever and ever and ever. Apart from the fact that they're gorgeous, you mean? And, and well, there's that, but like every single person that ever has owned a cube is going to have this in it. Uh, agree. Yes. See, I, also, I think this card is massively overrated. Really? I think your face is massively I'm pretty sure overrated. If I go play out a Soulfire Grandmaster and play, and then I play Time Walk, and then buy back Time Walk, then I just get infinite turns. See, now, that's the only case I think maybe you can use it. It's something like that. But the lifelink, yeah, it's like, it's cute, but that's all it is. I don't agree, because red-white burn is going to be a deck in standard. And when all of your burn spells are also gaining you life, plus the buyback ability is just gravy. Think about it, Travis. Your Aurelius Fury can now gain you life as well. Also, it's probably terrible, but in modern, I just want to cast Blasphemous Act with this out, just once. There's actually a dude I know. You are at Holy Art. A deck that would do that. I mean, it's... It <laughs> do you see anything wrong with this plan? Uh, with a plan that you came up with? No, no, that sounds perfect to me. I see. I need to know I'm shaking my head. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying, Travis. Like, I I think it's better than Monastery Men Mentor, but I think it's close. I think the most disappointing part about this card is the fact that instead of just bringing buyback as a mechanic in like another set, they're like, oh, let's just give buyback to everything. Yeah, buyback makes for boring games. Also, just buying back Stubborn Denial seems really freaking good to me. I suppose. Which one's stubborn now? The counter spell. Uh, but it's a non-creature spell. Can you just? You can just this. You can just start like being forbidden stuff and just paying like seven mana, dissolve something, and then dissolve something some more, and then more dissolving. Yeah, yeah. If you have seven mana every turn, why not? I I always have seven mana every turn. I play Magic Christmas Land, don't you know? Oh right. So, Valorous Stance, I think, is going to see a lot of play as well. I can tell uh, So, this is Reprisal or Johnny's Presence? No, it's Butt Reprisal. Huh? Because it's toughness, not power. Oh. That's weird. And uh, Johnny's Presence also gives plus one, plus one an indestruct with the indestructible. So. Although, it does say every choice alters the path of fate. I do like that flavor text. Damn it, Lance I'm on board. It, it, it kills Corsair. It kills Siege Rider. Yeah, mostly the killing Siege Rider part is relevant. It kills Soul of Innistrad. Uh, less relevant. Soul of Theros. Less relevant. The, uh, the, the, the reason you play Soul of Theros is that you play Sailor Wayfinder and two mill Soul of Theros and then hope your opponent forgets about it, then you just super blow them out. That does happen. It also will never kill a Rival Master, sadly, but... Yeah, I think this card has a shot. Alright, so now we're into blue. Blue, 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 blue. So Cloudform gets flying and hexproof with to its manifest, which is pretty strong. Ooh, they reprinted Prosperity, but with an additional clause. It's bad. Yeah, you can mill X. Yeah, that was the part that's bad. Mm -hmm. I am not arguing with you. What do we think of Frostwalker? I... Uh, I think it's terrible. 
I think it's, it's also it's turning a, on Ferocious. It's a four one. It gets blocked by Seder Wayfinder very profitably. That's true. It does. I think what you're really talking about, what you meant to say, it was the card right next to it that has fantastic text in this text box, which is Jeskai Infiltrator. And the part that I love most of it is the part where it says, exile it and the top card in your library in a face-down pile, shuffle that pile, then manifest those cards. Which, surprisingly, it's not the only card in the set that says, shuffle that pile, then manifest those cards. Yeah. I mean, that really is a pile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> uh, let's, what have we got here, though? The blue dragon, I've heard some people say, is good. I disagree entirely. Uh, Monscour dragon? Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, let's, let's, let's instead get the, ooh, counter-target multicolor spell for one in the blue. Interesting. Let's get to Travis's favorite siege. Whoa, the neutralizing, the foil of that card is going to be gorgeous. Okay, foils are terrible. The worst. Get off the show. Just awful. Off the show. I've tried. You don't let me. <laughs> so, Monastery Siege, you either loot or everything is a Frost Titan. Which is awesome. But, I mean, think if you can play um, a couple of early blue drops, play the Siege, and then play Master Waves. I mean, Master Waves is much more awesome when they can't target it or when it's cost them out the rectum to target it. Well, what's it being targeted by? I don't has protection from red. Yeah, he's got a point there. Um, I don't know. Like the, the Frost Titan ability just seems meh. Like, I don't really know a deck that you super want this. Like, there isn't really a blue aggro deck, right? Like, it, uh, the, the Master Wave decks lost the double blue two drops, which are kind of like the big... Uh, the big thing of Frostburn Weird and uh, Tidebinder Mage. <laughs> I agree. I don't like I said. Maybe the Frost um, Walker could come in for that requirement. But just making Master Waves any bit better, he's so good to start with. I, I just like I don't know. Paying three mana to like loot seems <laughs> every time fine, but not fantastic. Why can't you just have Merfolk Looter back? I mean, if it's in a deck with Delve, it not it becomes loot and add one to your mana pool. What Delve? Delve. No, Delve. Oh, okay. Not to mention reanimation. Like, there's a spell in this set that reanimates dragons. Whip is still a thing. Oh, spoiler alert. Jeez. I haven't seen this uh, reanimate dragons card yet. <laughs> I know, like I just feel like the sieges are very I mean they're cute and whatnot there, but um she's very lackluster. I don't know. What about what about Rakshasa's disdain? I am clearly saving the best removal spell in standard as much long as I can. Uh counter spell control trace one for each card in your graveyard. I think it was better when it was special logic. Never do that again. What was that, Travis? I think it was better when it was circular logic. Ooh, yeah, well. And wild that had madness, right? Did they reprint yeah. Wild Mongrel too? Yes, they did. They reprinted Wild Mongrel well. Also, spoilers. Wheat. So, Reality Shift, a.k.a. the best removal spell in standard. This card is dumb. I still say that title belongs to Hero's Downfall, but I do agree this is dumb. Blue has instant speed, two-mana removal with random upside. And black has none. Black has no two-mana unconditional removal. I love that, but it exiles, which is so much better than destroying right now. Oh, my God. Exiling a siege right now? Yeah, but, like, the person gets a manifest, which is a 2-2, two -two, that he could uh -huh. flip up. It could be a siege rhino. It could be. It could also be an Elspeth. Or a boat. You know how much we've been wanting one of those. <laughs> but if it is a boat, it's great, because they can't treasure cruise. I'm confused by this. Like, did Blue ever have exile stuff? Yeah, some of the transmute stuff has been exiled before. But I can't think of one off the top of my I head. I do think this card is ridiculously powerful. Yes, this card is stupid, and it's one of the three cards in the set 
that is making me want to play Blue Black Control after Standard uh, after Fate Reforged comes out. Me playing Blue Black Control. Me. I mean, I mean, that's like kind of what that deck was sort of missing, right? Two mana removal. Like it didn't. Well, you had Heroes Downfall. Right, but that's three mana. Actually, if you play it in the early turns, and they get a 2-2 anyway, so it kind of comes out even. Mm. I don't know. Like, the ability is obviously very good. Does the last control really want this? Yes. Why, why on earth wouldn't it? Blue-black control doesn't lose to one big creature. Blue-black control loses to a swarm of small creatures. So if you kill one of their creatures and give them a 2-2, you're playing Drown in Sorrow anyway. Suppose, but what if the speed drawn and they flip it up and doesn't I drown in sorrow? You would have, they would have drawn it and cast it anyway. Uh, but then, uh, I, I guess suppose they don't get the drain three off of it. Exactly, it's already in play. They have a four five. Congratulations. I feel like this card is like has to be terrible. I can't because understand. Like, and I both like it. Like like this this card can't be good. If it was good, they wouldn't have printed it. So I feel it has to be terrible. Oh, well. You and your blue bias. No, I think the card is stupid. Also, it should have an X in its uh, mana cost. And uh, that X is, if you pay it, you draw X cards, and then you gain that much life. <laughs> yeah, no. So right, what, what do we about think? Shenyun, the Silent Temple? Tempest. Tempest. I don't know. I mean, know. he really does look like something that just uh, got misplaced from Kamigawa block, right? Well, most of the Jeskai do. What is Vile of Dragonfire? We don't know. It's in Dragon's Attack here. What? It's the first uh, that ability. That ability is so weird. The first ability is pretty weird, too. Tapping for two? Yeah. To cast artifacts? That's pretty cool. That is. And it's weird because it doesn't say colorless spells, it says artifact spells. Yeah, so you could cast whip with it. Yes. Whip it real good. So whenever you cast an uncreature spell, you may pay Boros Boros. If you do, tiger creature gets double strike. Yeah, so I mean, basically this guy can start attacking for eight. Yeah, he can. He can. I don't know. He's really fragile. And he's yeah. not hexproof. But I think it's also I was just about to say... You can I mean, it just seems stupid powerful for Blue to have it. Travis. Yeah, Monastery Siege does go well with it. You're right. Frickin' Lansdale. It's just... Like, this card... The, the ability on it is quite powerful, right? Because you can basically... You play it in a deck with random, like, trickery or whatnot there, and just like, oh, like, define strike my creature. Oh, and you're blocking that one? Well, I'm going to give this thing uh, for sh or a double strike. So, in reality, this is actually a terrible block for you. Yes, or, I mean, if you find some way to give it unblockable with a spell, and all of a sudden they're taking ten. Yeah? Well, eight. Not if you define strike. What's the one that... No, ten. But, well, I mean, I'm thinking of distortion strike. If you distortion strike this guy, that's ten. That's oh, two, okay. And then, then when it rebounds, you get it again, so that's two attacks and they're dead. That's not legal and standard. <laughs> All right. Support form is crap. What are you talking about? Uh, see, this card confuses me because it is so simple and, like, could have been printed eons ago. Yeah. I feel like when I cast this, I'm going to say, who are you, and what have you done with the real Siege Rhino? Although, you're probably not playing with Siege Rhino, but you know what I mean. Well, you're bouncing your opponent's Siege Rhino. Why would you ever do that? Because then you get a Siege Rhino. Right, but then they drain you for three. Well, then you drain them for, for three. You're bad. Temporal Trespass. You know what I want to do with this card? There's two things I want to do with this card. Put it in the back of a binder and never look at it again. <laughs> Play with Soulfire Grandmaster and then wish it didn't have Exile Temporal Trespass. Why does the Why do these freaking take an extra turn spells all have Exile on them? I'll tell you what I want to do with this card. I want to reveal this to interpret the signs or Riddle of Lightning. No. Oh. You know what's going to happen instead? You're going to manifest it. No, that's not going to be that deck. <laughs> no, I, I, I want to do that. Also, I want to see it before, because you just know those eyes are going to be shiny. 
Oh my god, your obsession with foils. You're the worst. This is, like, why does it have to have exile? Ugh. Why does everything have to be exiled? Why is Wizard's obsession with having stuff exiled? They're trying to prevent breaking the format. Oh, yeah, yeah, because really what the format needs right now is more Dirtle Do Nothing. Clearly, breaking the format would tear, not be a good thing right now. Well, if you don't like Dirtle Do Nothing, you're going to hate the next card, which, coincidentally, doesn't care if it's exile. It also comes back from exile. <laughs> this is the, uh, the second card that is making me want to play Blue-Black Control. I think this is one of the best cards in the set. I don't understand this Period. card. Like, this card's ability shouldn't exist. It's just so weird. It is very weird. This is one of the best cards in the set, period. Well, yeah, cause if you attack with Unlimited, you win. It'll be a $25 mythic. Um, that is well, crazy. Can we, can we get that one riding somewhere? Yes, yes. All right, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go straight guys, to the Guys, guys, I'm telling you, this card is better than Time Reversal. This is a $25 Mythic. And I'm I am shuffling the card, was, but so you don't have Time Reversal to. was terrible. Torrent Elemental. Is that what it is? It is currently pre-selling for $5. Lansdale, you should buy them all up. Done. I, I'm serious about this card, guys. $25 yeah. Mythic. $25 Mythic. Do you know how much $25 is? Uh, it's like what I earn in half an hour? Uh, I don't think they pay you that much. And if they do, you get paid too much. <laughs> That's a given. You spend most of your days talking to me on Facebook. Clearly, you should be getting paid for this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I would just like to point out, for the record, in case any of my team leaders, managers, or assistant directors are listening, that that is not true. It's true. I normally message Lansdell on Facebook about spoilers, and then he goes, dude, I'm at work, I can't look at any of this. And I'm like, oh, good, so then I'll ruin it for you. He also sends me donkey porn from his work computer. <laughs> yeah, but he, well, sends, he sends that to his managers as well. They know that's not true because you can't access porn from work computers, I think. Oh, you just gotta you gotta be smarter than the problem, Chris. They only have one torrent elemental left in stock and it is now mine. No, like this card has so many applications. Obviously the one that people are talking about is oh you could exile it to Treasure Cruise and then get it back and yes, that's excellent. Uh is it though? Well sure. Perilous Vault's also a thing. Sure. I don't know the deck you want this in. Do you say blue black control? Uh, hi, I have this big dumb blue guy called Pearl Lake Ancient. He'd like to have a moment of your time. I I agree. Pearl Lake Ancient also goes in that deck. Why does Temporal Trespass have to cost eleven? Like it doesn't cost eleven any more than Dig Through Time cost eight. Like at, at what point? Like if this thing costs, I wonder what the mana cost would have had to be for them to take off Exile on this card. Like, do you think at 12 mana, it no longer has Exile on it? No, just because they're, I don't know, they're scared of it. They're scared oh, of it. I don't understand. I don't understand how this thing breaks the format. Like, I understand how Temporal Mastery breaks the format, if it doesn't have Exile on it. Because it's basically just Time Walk. But I don't understand how the 11 mana spell breaks the format. I don't know, but I'm still I'm still talking about. I I don't. What is it that you don't like about uh, Torn Elemental? It's blue. It only has three power. Okay, that the the blue part is a point in its favor in most people's minds. Yes, it only has three power. So does Prognostic Sphinx. Nobody complained <laughs> about that being a wind farm. It's like Prognostic Sphinx becomes the worst part of the I didn't hear anything you guys said because you can't stop talking at the same time as each other. The Sphinx has Scry 3. That's much more relevant than tapping all creatures that are irrelevant. What he said. But it's also impossible to get rid of this permanently. One, that's not true. It dies to Hero's Downfall. Yeah, but then you exile it yourself and get it back. It says from exile. What if it's in your graveyard? Then you exile it from your graveyard. 
my god. It's this is like so much work for a three five. Can you just, like the only weak part the only place where this is actually superior to prognostic sphinx is that if it attacks and your opponent has an Arbor Colossus in play, Arbor Colossus will get tapping and block this. Yeah, that's one thing. Alright, I think we should try and finish up as many of these as we can before we have to call this one a night and come back with the rest of them. Uh, do we have anything left in blue? No. No. Alright, right, let's do black. It's fun, but that's about all needs to be said for it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Let's just uh, try and get through black and then call it a night. Alright. So, Brutal Horde Chief. Man, um, the big best card in the set. It doesn't attack the turn it comes into play. That's because it's not that uh, that red demon from uh, from um, what was it? Dark Ascension. What was the name of that card? Hellrider. He's been waiting so long to hear that. You can't you can't redirect this damage to Planeswalkers, which is probably actually not relevant. But regardless, but if you untap with this and go to five, it's going to be hard for your opponent to survive. Just like it doesn't attack the turn it comes to play. No, it doesn't. But he also doesn't have to attack for for his ability to go up. Neither did Hellrider. Didn't he? No, Hellrider is one of our creature control attacks. Uh, okay, but deals one damage. Hellrider didn't have the ability to master Warcraft then. I'm gonna assume that's some EDH card that you play with. Well, Master Warcraft as a card is not playable and constructed, but the ability tacked onto an already powerful creature is pretty good. Yeah, sure. Is Master Warcraft the enchantment that does what this card does? Yes. Oh. Well, it's not an enchantment, is it? Master Warcraft, is, isn't it? That was a sword. No, you're right. Instant. You're right, it is. Because if you, if you could just play an enchantment and just decide combat for the rest of the game, that's crazy. Yeah, it's almost like there was a creature in Return to Ravnica that let you do that, but it did cost seven mana. What? What card did that? Uh, Boris Battleshaper? Like, that card was unbeatable in Limited. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that card. Alright, Crux of Fate is... Fantastic Flavor Text. Yes. Also, it's also going to make blue-black control even better. Yes. It's damnation, but for one additional mana. With the potential upside of leaving your dragons alive. Oh, yes. so it's damnation for one additional mana. <laughs> With the potential downside of not killing your opponent's dragons. Okay, so if your opponent is playing a Stormbreath dragon, it's slightly problematic. If he's not, then it's damnation for one more mana. Um, there is another dragon that sees play, isn't there? Uh, Ugin does not count as a dragon. I think the red-black one from this set, which we'll probably do next time, we'll see some play. I think so, too. I think the blue-black one will see play. So, it's a damnation for one more mana that occasionally doesn't kill your opponent's Stormbreath dragon. <laughs> Correct. Okay. I'm glad we're all on the same page for this one. And also occasionally doesn't kill your own blue-black dragon. Ooh, there's a card called Diplomacy of the Wastes. Oh, it's terrible. And Dark Deal is fun, though. It's the black... Um, Wheel of Time? Wheel of Fortune. Uh, not Wheel of Fortune. Winds of Change? Winds of Change, yes. Winds of Change shuffled your library into your, in your hand into your deck, though. Also, none of the people that were... I will listen to this podcast. We're alive when Winds of Chains was printed. <laughs> I like Fearsome Awakening, but that's because I'm a sucker for reanimation effects with Upside. Oh, I thought you were going to say it, it looks close. It should have cost four instead of five. Foil. It does look... That is going to look insane as a foil. Holy cow. All right. You can skip over Terrible Rise of the Dark Realms. Yes. We can also skip over the majority of these cards. Whoa, whoa, Where's wait. the one? Palace Return to our no, 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 creature no, no, cards no, 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 no. in our graveyard to your hand? That's terrible. I thought, yeah, that, that, card, I thought that card reanimated. Um, Madu Strike Leader you skipped over, which I think is very good. 
Uh, why would I want to pay four mana to get a two one and a three two? Well, you pay three mana and it stays in play, and you get one every turn. But why would I want? What was that, Travis? If he doesn't die in combat. Well, sure, but <laughs> that applies to every creature, doesn't it? Can I just play Mardu Shadow Sphere instead? It makes opponents lose one life. It seems better yeah. than this thing. I don't think it is. Wait. The token it puts into play doesn't even isn't even attacking? Nope. Oh my god, this card is worse than I thought, and I thought it was pretty bad to begin with. Uh, <laughs> I think it's good. What about Soul Flare? What's that? I didn't even see that. Oh, oh, that one. The You mean the card that makes Tomb Stalker irrelevant? <laughs> no, I don't think it does. I, I mean, think it does, but it's got... How does it not make Tomb Stalker irrelevant? Like, Tomb Stalker is a 5-5, five five, whereas this is a 4-4 four four with flying, first strike, double strike, death trash, touch, haste, hexproof, indestructible, vigilance, reach, trample, and vigilance. Oh, and lifelink. I don't think it's possible to get all of those abilities on it. Pretty sure... You're, if anyone's going to figure out, it's you. Secondly, are, did I just say that a card has infinite abilities and then you disagreed with me? Is, is that what just yeah. happened here? I know, we're in Bizarro World. <laughs> Dogs and cats living together. I'm sure, like, how much, if you exile an Acroma, like, it gets... Exile Chromanticals. Acroma, Chromanticals, Sphinx of the Steel Wind, and, um... I don't even know. Dark steel something. <laughs> Good luck getting one of those in the graveyard. What? No. Oh, the only one that you would want to play is Dark Steel Colossus. Oh, you get the the three three that has like flash and vigilance and instruction. Dark Steel Brute. It costs six six. Uh, it costs five. Sorry, not six. Um, no, I don't think this is going to see any play. All right, let's talk about the only good. Ooh, they reprinted Typhoid Rats. Let's talk about the only good card in the set. Tessigo the Golden Fang. Oh, right, that's what his name is. Yes. That card is bananas. This guy. Yes, it is. It is going to be... Uh, I'm going to play the snot of it modern. I think I think it's grape. It's grape? Yes, there's, there's a bunch of grapes in the picture. I think oh. it's one of the better cards in the set. I mean, who remember, you remember Dead Bridge, John? Yes. Yes. That card was seeing some play for a while when Dra uh, when Dragon's Maze settled in. I'm well aware I played it. This card is probably better. Uh, no, I think it could fill the Tarmogoy spot in Modern. It's okay, your fed you're a crack. Fetch in the Thought Scour plays this guy turn two. Fetch, Thought Scour, Fetch, you play Thought Seed and this guy on turn two. Oh my god, why are you playing blue black? Right, like, no. Blue black devil? Black. No. Black green, just just stop. Then you can play Hoots Magoots as well. I guess played in, uh, there's a kid that, that plays Rug in Modern that plays that card. Probably because he can't afford Glyphs. Oh, that's the actual, that is why he plays it. <laughs> but Tassiga has the very pleasant ability of getting you back whatever spells you choose to leave in the graveyard. Which with any Treasure Cruise deck would be stupid. But not just Treasure Cruise. I mean, if you're talking modern, you've got uh, Scavenging Ooze. You've got, like, well, Withered Wretch if you really want it. Um, oh, God, Death Rite Shaman's gone. There's other stuff as well I was thinking of, but yeah, like, you can easily control the downside to this card. And 4-5 is a hefty body. Yep. There's a hint. Like uh, I said, you can fill the Tarmogoy fro. I must be the only person in the world who's not a fan of this card. Um, I mean, I think it's very, very good. I don't think it's as good as my favorite card, but I'm biased, and I can freely admit it. Is your favorite card... Aurelius Fury? No, it's Tarn Elemental. Is that the Aurelius Fury of the set? No, because... Did Travis ever say Aurelius Fury was going to be a $25 Mythic? No, I'm pretty sure he had said 50 minimum. 80 minimum. <laughs> That's the wrong podcast. Hey, I'm not Jesse. Oh, thank God for that. Is he still alive? 
Yeah, he tweet. I watch. We uh, tweet about the Bengals football games. Oh, that's a shame. Um, so, I, someone on my Facebook off, wall yeah. just interrupt. Someone on my Facebook wall said, "I'm not going to read the entire thing." But part of this line, and I quote, is, "I hope that Ben Stark does not get the death penalty." <laughs> <laughs> I think someone is being a little over dramatic. But yeah, so I'm going to go out and say that I'm not a fan of this Tassiger guy. Like, if, you know, get, they'll be like, oh, here, have this, like, Seder Wayfinder back. Yay! Or have this Elvish Mystic back. I don't know what other cards are played in Standard. I've been judging oh, so much, I don't actually know cards in Standard. Oh my god, this is awful. You have Farika to eat this stuff, right? Like, that's not a problem. But Farika only hits creatures, doesn't she? Correct. So that's the stuff you're kind of wanting to come back? I uh, did just play... Uh, I did just like judge a PTQ. I feel like I judged one of those, too. I feel like this guy should have Death Touch. I think if he had Death Touch, he'd be a, a decent card. I think he should like, have yeah, like, he has a whip. He should be able to, like, whip people and, like, it, it kills them when it touches them. You know, Death Touch. I mean, the Golden Fang, do you think that's a nickname for his, um... Banana? Fang? There's also bananas in that picture. Yes. And Bananas really? Why would... Why would Wisps do that? Why would you put bananas and grapes in a picture like that? To annoy the living with, daylight. With a dude that's shirtless. Out of Mara. It's like you're... You're not even being clever with your innuendo. <laughs> yes. All right. So I'm going to go out and say it that this card is meh. Admittedly, right. we live in a format of standard where it's like dirt will do nothing, so meh is probably pretty decent. Let us finish there and come back. Next time to do the rest of the set. We can do that, which we promise to people listening to this will be within the next three years. Yes, I agree. So, does anyone have a and a moment of geekery? Yes. I got this video game, because it's on sale at Boxing Day, called The Evil Within. And it's like a Resident Evil 4 type game, but also really annoying, and you die a lot and there's, like, horror stuff to it. It's surprisingly good and incredibly frustrating at the same time. I'll have to check that one out. I played uh, The Last of Us over Christmas break and finished it. Wait. Is that your moment of geekery as well? Yes. The Last of Us is awesome. It is. I can concur with that. These are video games, Chris. I know you're unaware as to what video games are. Because over where you're from in England, what you guys do is sip tea and crumpets and discuss how Mary Poppins is uh, an over-characterization of British guilt. I don't know if you know this, but it's really difficult to sip a crumpet. That's what blenders are for. <laughs> you're, you're British. You're able to find a way. It's, it's a skill all British people have. So sipping, sipping crumpets and eating tea. My moment of geekery is that one of my New Year's resolutions was to slowly regain or my geek card or whatever you want to call it, and I binge-watched all four seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, I'm pretty sure your man card has just been revoked. <laughs> but your geek card grew strong. <laughs> that show is actually really good. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm um, currently binge-watching Grim. And the leftovers, which is like depression in a bottle. I haven't heard of uh, the leftovers, but grim. Oh yeah, leftovers is what happens if like only a few people are left on Earth. There's a, a massive disease that wipes most people out. Did Chris no. just say he hasn't heard of leftovers? I figure over Christmas break, that's pretty much all you heard about. Dude, all I did was make turkey burgers. Like I, I didn't have leftovers. I'm pretty sure you had leftover turkey that you made turkey burgers with. No, I didn't. Buy, I didn't cook a turkey. You, you didn't. Even, there, you bought the store bought turkey burgers. Shameful. No, I bought ground turkey. Mm, this is odd. You're odd. God, I don't think you're going to find anyone that would disagree with that statement. 
Yeah, All right. On that statement. note, on that note, let's wrap this baby up. So for Travis and for Will, this is Chris saying, join us again next time for another exciting episode of Horde of Notion. Brutal Horde Chief. See, it just doesn't have the same ring as Hellrider.